What's up, y'all? Respect the Chat Podcast, episode 65, live and direct from the garage. This is going to be a two-man show. We figured the NBA was going with the dynamic duos. <laughs> Rich is not going to be happy about that. <laughs> Rich is not here. Frankie is here. You can hear him. What's up? And uh, this is going to be the random episode as well. Randomly bring up topics, because that's the kind of week it was in sports. A lot of randomness going on. So we're going to talk about a little Madden ratings, one of our favorite games out there. We know all y'all out there love some Madden. Um, we're going to talk about some free agents that are still free agents that can end up on teams who I think can significantly help those teams out. I'll go over those with Frankie, see if he agrees or disagrees. But I wanted to start with my man Manny, Pac-Man Pacquiao, beating Keith one time Thurman last night. Pacquiao, 40 years old. Manny Pacquiao takes down Keith Thurman in a, what was the split decision? Split decision, yeah. Becomes the oldest welterweight world champion in history. Manny Pacquiao. Let me run you down Manny Pacquiao's stats real quick. Boxing professional for 24 years, 71 pro fights, 62 wins, eight-weight world champion. I don't even understand what that means. He got a belt. In, diff, in eight different weight classes. That's crazy. That's insane. A guy who could fight for that many years and fluctuate in weight and win and be dominant is absolutely insane. Um, won a world title in his teens, 20s, 30s, and 40s. Crazy. Um, and he's a senator of his home country in the Philippines. How crazy is that? So this guy is legendary, Manny Pacquiao, last night. What did you think about his performance, and do you think Manny Pacquiao can go forward with fighting? I think he could go forward, and I thought that it was a great fight, but you could see his age. I mean, it's amazing what he still can do and that his speed hasn't really left him, but Manny never used to get hit like that later on in the rounds. Yeah. As the fight goes on, he gets tired and he gets hit. Mm-hmm. So at 40, those things are definitely going to show, right? But for the most part, he had his speed. He still had his power. He put uh, Thurman down in the first round. He hit Thurman in the later round, 7-8 or so, with a body shot that like Thurman didn't know what to do with himself, took his mouthpiece out. Does Manny Pacquiao or should Manny Pacquiao continue to fight? And who? Well, if you beat someone like Keith Thurman, even if it's a split decision, Keith Thurman's a top guy. So, I mean, obviously you could still fight at the highest level. So if he wants to keep fighting, then keep fighting. But anyone above that, I think he's going to have some problems with. See, now the word is that he's going to try to fight Earl Spence. Earl Spence has Sean Porter that he's going to fight. And then based on, obviously, Earl Spence winning that fight, they're saying Pacquiao versus Spence. It's a tough spot for Manny because you can't go down now, you know? Yeah. And there's no one, like, equal. So, I mean, that's probably going to be the next fight, but I don't... It's going to be a tough fight for Manny. Right. Um, I, I, I read this on BP Sports Boxing. Who is the best welterweight champion in the world right now? Terrence Crawford, Manny Pacquiao, Sean Porter, or Earl Spence Jr.? What do you think the people said? The people probably said Manny. Okay. Who is the best welterweight champion in the world? Crawford, Pacquiao, Porter, or Earl Spence, or somebody else? No, no. I think Terrence Crawford is. Yes. I think he's 
one or two best pound for pound in the world. So mm, I, t- I totally agree. And the people did say, 47% of people at the time that I looked at it, said Manny Pacquiao is the best welterweight champion in the world. He just got the, the biggest name. Right, exactly. But uh, to, me, it's, to me, it's Crawford, and I would love to see Crawford versus Earl Spence. That's what I would like to see. Um, two different promotions, so we don't know if that's going to happen. But boxing is a great sport that more people need to get into. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to my man, Canelo Alvarez. I've seen this crazy thing on him as well. Canelo, 55 fights, 35 knockouts, three-weight world champion. Wins, uh, he has wins against 14 current or former world champions. And, the guy, I mean, the, the, the guy earned... He has 10 million social media followers. He has 8.1 million pay-per-view views, nine title defenses. It's like... The, the the only man to beat Gennady Glovkin, Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. What what is what is Canelo Alvarez? Where does he go from here? So many fights. Still not even thirty years old. I think he's twenty eight, twenty nine or so. Where, where does Canelo go? What does he do? What's gonna put him into the where people will say this is the best fighter of all time? What does he have to do? Well, he ha- he has to like beat Triple G mm-hmm. without any doubt. Right. I think. I agree with you. That's the that's his step. Yes. So beat Triple G without any doubt in mind, which means what? Knockout or just You don't have to knock him out, but he has to so definitely the decision has to be where one-sided. Right. And for, in order for that to happen, which really should. I he's supposed to fight in September Canelo and then it got canceled. So he's not fighting now for the first time in like 10 years. He's not fighting in September, which he usually does. So now Canelo Alvarez needs to find the opponent who I think this is the perfect time for the trilogy in Triple G. Fight. Both of those guys really shouldn't fight anybody else. They cleaned out the vision everywhere else except the Charlo brothers. Maybe one of the Charlos want to fight Alvarez or Triple G. But I don't think they're even up to that standard or par yet. Um, No disrespect to them. Great fighters, but I just don't think that's going to be what they need at this point in their career. Um, the UFC was on last night. Rafael Dos Anjos versus Leon Edwards. What would you think of the fight? That was a tough card to watch from mm-hmm. what we've seen. Oof. Oof. Wasn't you, great. UFC I mean, you got to come correct. You could those. look at how that card was set up and was like, you're not even going to put like one fight that the no. fans could get behind on this no. card. Like, you got to put something, even if they're not big names, like something that's going to be a banger. Well, I think what their thought was is we're going to throw Greg Hardy on. People love the controversy. People love this guy knocking people out. Then we're going to throw a bunch of other heavyweights on. And then we're going to throw out Rafael Dos Anjos and Leon Edwards. A welterweight fight that, I mean, how many people are interested in that fight? Yeah, I don't know. And the whole thing about heavyweight, like I I see the appeal for boxing, but Mm -hmm. for me... Even with boxing, but especially in the UFC, unless it's like a big title fight for the heavyweight, I don't really even enjoy watching those fights. No, me either. I'd much rather watch like a welterweight or middleweight fight. Right. I mean, the thing about is is that if it ain't Francis Ngannou, if it ain't Daniel Cormier, it, even those, Stipe. like if Francis doesn't knock the dude out in the first round, you're like, all right, I might as well turn it off because this is going to be a snore fest. Right. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I hope. Is this going to play? Pause. I think I got it. Yeah, you got it on mute. Yeah. Um, what, this card coming up this weekend, 
uh, Max Holloway, which I won't be here. I'll be in Pittsburgh this weekend. But Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar. How do you see this going? I see Max Holloway winning, but I think that this is Frankie's shot to get that belt. Right. Max is coming off a loss, mm-hmm. and he fought at a heavier weight, so it'll be interesting how he drops the weight now, going back to cutting all that shit that, he's, that he wasn't used to cutting. But I think Max is just too good. I think so, too, and I, and I honestly have Max winning the fight. I think it's going to be a lot of exchanges on the feet, a lot of hand, a lot of basically a boxing match with mini gloves. And I just think, like you said, this is the only opportunity left for Frankie Edgar to get the belt because if he doesn't win this fight, the road to getting the belt again is the long, and I don't even know if it exists. So this is it. It's yeah, either I now mean, or never. I think he like lost his last two fights for the belt. So yes. you lose three in a row, it's like we're not going to keep giving you opportunities. Right. And, and this fight was supposed to happen a year or so ago. Never did. Frankie got hurt. And then Max got another opponent and then went on from there. What I do think, though, could happen is I seen Frankie Edgar get in the fights with people who I was like, man, this is stylistically not a great matchup for him. The person is longer, bigger, has a lot of the same skills as him, but just the length, it could hurt him. And he closed the distance, and he just beat the person up on the floor, took him down, and smashed him. Do you think he could do that to a guy like Max Holloway? Max Holloway isn't any scrub on the ground. Right. He's very hard to take down, and when he's when he gets taken down, he's really good off his back. So it's not that's not an easy fight for Frankie when it goes to the ground. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Like um, the Yair Rodriguez fight, we were like, right. That's what I was. No way. Mm-hmm. But Yair's got nothing on the ground. So Frankie kind of beat him up on the feet, and then and then took him down and broke his face so right. that's not I don't think that path is going to be there for Max he's going to have to earn the victory mm-hmm. more even getting him to the ground is going to be hard I think getting Max Holloway to the ground because he scrambles so well because he is such a great fighter with you know punching and then getting out of the way that when does that opportunity for Frankie even present itself yeah when when you're comfortable on the ground you're not worried about being taken down it, it actually helps you in your takedown defense. Right. Because you're not so stressed and worried about being on the ground that you could actually defend the takedown, I think, a little bit better. Exactly. Um, another big fight coming up that was pretty, I mean, confirmed relatively in the, in the past couple weeks or so, Gaethje versus yeah, Don- that one, that one's it. Donald Cerrone. What do you think about that? I mean, you don't got to pick a winner or nothing, but, like, is that Fireworks. not an awesome fight or yeah. what? That's great. I mean, that's what I want to see. Now, is the UFC going to build around that fight is a whole other story because I think that could hold weight and, and put on a great performance. But what happens before that really dictates where these fans are and where the UFC, I think, wants to be. They can't have cards like the one we just had. Yeah, I, I think we're headed that way, though, because they signed up for so many fight nights. Right. For ESPN, like a certain amount on ESPN, a certain amount on ESPN Plus, and then a certain amount of pay-per-view. So they have to fill them. Yeah. They can't stack all the good ones on one card. You know, so I kind of think that that's where it's headed, unfortunately. I hope not, man. I hope that card is filled up. I hope more of y'all out there could be more UFC fans, more boxing fans. Check that out. Also, one of our favorite fighters, Vasily Lomachenko, got a fight against Luke Campbell, not the dude from... The song. 
I like big butts and I cannot lie. Same dude. He's not fighting that dude. Though, that dude has just as good of a shot, Lou Campbell, the singer, rapper, Maybe, yeah. as Lou Campbell, the boxer against Vichili Lomachenko. Yeah, either one doesn't and have a shot. That's gotta, that, they got to figure out how to get that guy better opponents. Someone's got to sign the contract to give him, I don't know, give him more money. I don't know what they got to do to get guys to fight this kid, man. They need, well, people are just afraid of him. There's people that you would want to see fight him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Javante Davis. Right. People like that, like that, okay, maybe they're not like if you look at them as great a boxer as Lomachenko and they're like undefeated and you're trying to build them up. But eventually people are going to have to fight this guy. Oh, yeah. It's You're going to com- get beat up either now right. or in a couple of years. Right. But I think their thought is let this guy continue to fight. Let him get a little older. Maybe once he's got five, six more fights, I, can, I got a better shot at beating him. And I'm not Because what he does is he not only beats you, but he embarrasses you. And boxers hate that. I mean, any, any sport does. But when you get totally embarrassed. Any sport does, but people don't run away from that because right. they're afraid of it in other sports. Right. You have to fight the you have to play the best. You have yeah. to fight the best yeah. in everything but boxing and they really need to work on that. Exactly. Totally, totally agree. Um let's jump into Madden, one of our favorite games. The Madden ratings came out a couple weeks ago. We got one, two, three, four players with a ninety nine overall rating. Aaron Donald, DeAndre Hopkins, Khalil Mack and Bobby Wagner. One, two, three defensive players, two linebackers, a defensive end, and a wide receiver all have 99s. No quarterback has 99. No running back has 99. Yeah. And um, let's those also are all tell great these players. people how we play this game as well, me and you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying out there? For all y'all Madden fans who love Madden and are very skilled at it, me and Frankie love playing the game but become extremely frustrated. Yeah. We're and, very competitive people. Right. So, and we, it's not like we... And now, but I, it, it's been better. Last year was better because uh, now we have unwritten rules. Which no, are? No screens. Right. Or, you know, like, you can't run screens back to back a million times. No, Rich. You know? Yeah. And I, I think since we've been playing it a little more, they're not, the picks aren't as frequent because it literally makes you want to throw your controller through a TV. Oh, yeah. It, it's like nothing I've ever experienced. <laughs> You know, like if I throw a pick in a, in like a a flag football game or something, I'm uh, like, dang, I shouldn't have did that. Yeah. If I throw a pick in Madden, I want to <laughs> murder everybody next to me. Oh, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And Rich is, I mean, Rich is competitive as well with us too. And everybody else that plays, you know, you want to win. And Rich once you don't start, breathe. No, Rich doesn't win. breathe at all. And you hear him like <laughs> after he like runs out of air. <laughs> <laughs> He in, inhales when the ball is hiked, exhales when the play is over. Every oh, single play. He's and the only think, one that runs out of, out of breath playing a video oh, yeah. game. yeah, and I think he looks at the plays. I think he's looking yeah, he at does. what's going on. Because he, he's the only one out of all of us, and that's another thing that really pisses me off, that <laughs> he picks his defense after you pick your offense. Yeah. That should be illegal. It should be, definitely. You have to pick your defense first. I definitely agree. I don't know what Madden's got to do in Richmond. We do apologize for ripping you up right now. We're not. We're telling the truth. Should have been on the podcast. Right, and you should have been on the podcast, and that's what's going to happen. Next week, if you guys record and I'm not on, I can only imagine what's (laughs) going to be said. I can only imagine what's going to go down. So I'll get mine in now. Um, But I love playing the game too. But to me, to have that three defensive plays, I mean, listen, 
If anyone is deserving of it, it's those three guys. Yeah. Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, and Bobby Wagner. I don't know if there's better defensive players in the Here's NFL. Here's what I was going to say. Besides J.J. Watt. Yeah, but with the injuries and stuff, I right. can see why they okay. didn't do that. I think that uh, Luke Kinkley is a better middle linebacker than Bobby Wagner. Really? But if you wanted to give them the same rating, I would be fine with it. But I love DeAndre Hopkins, but do you think that he's the best wide receiver in football? I mean, the thing is, is that Antonio Brown's 98, and where's Odell? Odell's what? Julio's 98, too. Julio's 98. Oh, right. Julio's up there, too. And Odell's 96. Yeah, Julio, 98. Wow. Listen, here's the problem what I got with this is that I do think DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the NFL. I don't know if he's the best. Without a doubt. Right. He's one of the best. And the only reason why I think he's in the class of why people say this, I mean, not in the class, but puts him above the rest of the class, is that he has continuously put up numbers with a random amount of quarterbacks. I mean, now that Sean Watson is there, he has a stable guy, a steady guy. But before that, he had a million different guys thrown, and he killed it no matter what. I think that's why he's up there. I think that's why they gave him that rating. Here's my issue, though, is, and I know this is your man's, and this is my man's too, Julio Jones, speed, 92. Accuracy, 91. What's Acceleration. Uh, acceleration is A, G, I? 91. Acceleration oh, is a, Agility is 95. A-G-I. Yeah. Is 95. Strength. Is that what strength is? Yeah. STR is strength. Ridiculous. 78? There's no way. And and go up so we could see Hopkins' strength. Hold on. What the? You're going up a little bit too far. 78. There's no way. They are not the same strength. It's not a thing. That's not a thing. See, that's, that's an issue I have right there with that, is that Hopkins' strength and Julio's strength is, can't not, be the same. is not the same. Look at Antonio Brown's strength, 55. How about... Yeah. I don't agree with that either. I think he's way stronger of a guy for his body. He dominates people. Yeah. I, it should be higher than a 55. But it shouldn't be his, as high as... His Julio. should be in the yeah. 70s. Julio should be in the high 80s. Definitely. It should be at least 10 points higher than that. Yeah. It should be 88. And I think if you go down... To you might have to go down a while, so you don't have to do it. But um, Saquon Barkley, his mm-hmm. strength is like an eighty something. Really? That's not a thing. They gotta have his speed. Let, look at um, Le'Veon Bell. They have the same strength as Julio Jones. Okay. I mean, I, I'm. They I think, have his speed at eighty nine, which they gave his agility in ninety five, and mm-hmm. that's where kind of his speed comes from, I guess. Yeah. Like side to side motions, which I'm fine with, but. Mm-hmm. Strength is a 77? I don't even know. You know how hard it is to tackle that guy? No. Listen, Julio Jones is not a 77. So I think that's where Madden has to correct things. Richard Sherman is at 93? He couldn't couldn't cover anybody (laughs) last year. (laughs) Why is he there? I don't even know. And this is the thing we've seen. I I know you've seen it too. Is he the top corner? The performance evaluators. I don't see. Gilmore is there with a 94. Should be up there. Yep. Earl Thomas, the safety, is there with 95. Jalen Ramsey's, I don't get it. 96. Look at my man Zach Martin, the right guard for the Cowboys, 96 overall. What's Tom Brady, 96. Odell, 90, 96. 
Von Miller, 97. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, 97. Todd Gurley, 97. They must, like, really be stingy with the strength, though, because they have Von Miller's right. strength at a, what was that, an 80-something. Von Miller's? Yeah. Uh, and I mean... J.J. Watt, they got 97 strength. Okay, and go up. Because Von Miller, 84 strength. Khalil Mack, they got at, like, 89. Strength? Yeah. So yeah. I guess they're, that's like really Aaron, scaled down. Yeah, look at Aaron Donald's. Speed, 83. Accuracy, what's that? Agility? Acceleration. Acceleration, 90. Agility, 86. Strength, 99. I, I 100%. Mean, yeah, I agree with 100% that. 100% agree. I think maybe he should even be a little bit faster. I do too. Do you think he is the best player, should be the best player? I mean, it looks like he is, and that's why he's won. Do you think he deserves the number one player in the game? Yeah. Aaron Donald, yeah, best player in the best defensive player in the NFL. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, there's an argument for him being the best player. Right. I mean, I don't disagree at all. Guy won Defensive Player of the Year last year, and he should be extremely dominant in this game. Now, here's the deal: I got a problem with it. Rich is going to use this guy, and he's going to try to make me fumble every single time, and it's going to happen. Here's the deal, though, with these player performance ratings, and we've seen the thing on ESPN, is like they have a team now. One of the members of those teams is Barry Sanders Jr., which was crazy. There's like eight, nine people who rate the players on their performance each week, and then they, these ratings can go up and down depending on that. Which is, I've seen like a lot of people talking about like uh, players, especially like Saquon Barkley and players like in their second year. Mm-hmm how low their ratings are, but Madden does that purposely because they want them to improve throughout the weeks. Right. They want to show their growth, especially like young players. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why if you look like all the players up there are pretty much established already. Right. Um, So you you kind of got to like take that into consideration. I I think this guy gets a little gypped on his strength too. Tariq Hill, 64 strength. Speed, Speed 99 though. Acceleration, 99. 99. Agility, 98. That's going to be deadly. The only thing that hurts him is his strength. Cause I, uh, well, w- that's not all of them. Because oh, there's more things? Yeah. Okay. They have like short route running, medium route running, wow. deep route running, and then your catches. That's crazy. All of that is in there. Two Vikings are on this list. 94, Adam Thielen. 93, Stefan Diggs. I think if you keep going down with this list, it'll show everybody, doesn't it? I think it stops. This, oh, there's Barkley. See, see his strength? Yeah. 81. That's 81. ridiculous. No, he's, got, he's way stronger than that. And his awareness is 79. That's not a thing. No way. No way. Awareness got to be in the 90s. Yeah. Speed actually should be a little higher than 92, actually, I think. But they get, again, they gave his agility a 96, so I, yeah. I think that's fine. And that's where most of his speed comes from, his move. Cutting between linemen. Right. But I don't, I don't know how you you make those kind of runs without awareness. Well, I agree. I totally agree. Um, Christian McCaffrey, 91 overall. It should be much higher. His strength, his strength should be higher. His speed should be higher. And his awareness should be higher. Yeah. He, listen, this guy is a top probably five back in the league, right? I you think would say? so. Or right around there or so. You know, you got Zeke. You got Bell. I'm just randomly naming them Barkley, Gurley. Alvin Kamara. I haven't even seen Kamara David Johnson, yet. yeah. No, I haven't either. Is he that low? 
Can't be. I got to have Not, just 90. Oh, right there, there he is. 90. That's crazy. Wait a second. You're telling me. His that... speed is at 89? Yeah. No. He's, listen, there's a lot. I don't know exactly. Once again, these performance evaluators, they said now what they're doing, though, is they're going to games yeah. and they're watching guys warm up. They're watching the line. They're watching them protect the quarterback. If it's not great, they come back in. They make the line weaker than what they already had him originally, you know, um, down for. So week to week, this game is going to change, and you got to have an idea. I think this what this performance evaluation does and the ratings changing, I think what it does for a real Madden player is make them – a more of a football fan as well because you got to now watch the game and say okay these guys didn't have a great week they might have changed that i gotta I be careful yeah. i gotta be careful who i play with not me i don't care yeah. i just go out there and i start letting it rip i think alvin kamara should be i think that's one guy that needs to change i don't think he's a 90 overall i think he's at least a 96 97 i was gonna say 95 so right? we're, yeah same spot aaron Rodgers is a 90 and they have Todd Gurley at a 97. Really? He's is, above He's above Zeke? He's above everybody. He's okay. the top running back. Top running back? I mean... I don't, I don't think he's... I mean, I think that... I'm fine with even saying that he's the best running back in the league when he's healthy. Right. I'm fine with I mean, saying that. How do you that, not? But I don't think he's seven points better than Alvin Kamara. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so at all. I think they're. I think Alvin Kamara and him are probably tied. I'm just saying this at catching the ball. At, I think Alvin Kamara is faster than Gurley. I think Gurley maybe has a an edge running, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make you seven points better. No, no, and I think his agility is better. Alvin Kamara has better agility. I think, though, Gurley's maybe strength is a little bit more, but I think Alvaro Kamara is a pretty tough dude, man. Odell, 94 speed. I'm okay with that. 98 agility, 53 strength. Gave him the softy strength. <laughs> J.J. Watt, 97 strength. Patrick Mahomes, 69 strength. Oh, my I'd gosh. Love, can, uh, I don't know. I don't want to. What is it? You see that little red arrow right there? Yeah, this the here? No, no, above where this? you are. Yeah, click on that. Oh, my gosh. You don't know what that does? Or oh, that gives you more of their ratings? I'm hoping. Letting y'all know we got the computer. We got, we got the doo-doo Wi-Fi in here. Yeah, Wi-Fi ain't great. We can't be going on that, dog. Oh, there we go. Did it go? Yeah, you see how it gave us everything now? Oh, yeah. What's ELU? Elusiveness. Okay. 20? Well, def- defensive players don't need it. Right, okay. All right, that's fine. 97, elusiveness for Antonio Brown. Okay. Let's go. I'm about that. Julio, 88? Come on. They are doing my man dirty. It's crazy. Julio got done dirty in this game, man. If you got to give Julio, Julio and Antonio Brown, I think, should both be 99s. If you're giving Hopkins a 99, I yeah, think you got to give I'm saying. I think you got to give I'm Julio fine with Hopkins and being 99. Me too. But you got to give him also. A 99. And I think I agree with you as well. Though I think Bobby Wagner is the best middle linebacker in the NFL, hands down. I think that Luke Kinkley is, I mean, right there. So how do you not give him a 99 as well? Plus all the things he plays with. You know what I'm saying? And he doesn't play in as good of a defense as Bobby Wagner does. But I just think Luke Kinkley should be there, right there as well. David Bakiari, how about that guy? Awareness. A tackle, 97. 99. Oh, my gosh. 
What's his strength? 91? Come on. Chugging is a 99, though. Definitely. <laughs> on it. <laughs> his chugging, Bacchiati's chugging is a hunt. I'll tell you right now. He's the highest lineman. Yeah, there's Gurley, 97 overall. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes, right? Can you follow that line across? You Did you see where you, you hit last time? Yeah. That arrow right there, yeah. If you keep going, we could probably get to where his passing is. You see how the top is changing? So keep going. Keep Run. going. Oh Patrick boy. Mahones. Is it's got to it? be ridiculous, right? See, stamina is another thing. I don't see anything about passing on here. We had to have passed. You got to think it's, what, a 99? Yeah, His so passing. Go back. It's got to be. I just talked to a Chiefs fan today, man. He is so pumped that the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's like all right, stop. that's all he could talk about. Run PAC. What's that? Nope. All right, keep going. It's, I don't think it's there. 94, 93. What's that? I don't know what any of these things up top mean whatsoever. Yeah, they got them abbreviated. Man, Madden. Yo, Madden's a great game, though. Get Madden. Check it out. Okay, go up because I want to see what Julio's jumping is. Oh, there he is. Julio jumping. 97. Okay. Okay. That's no problem with that. They did my man finally. They did him there. I don't know. Later on, these stats. How about Antonio Brown's jumping is at 89? Mm, I think it should be a little bit better than that. What's Todd Gurley's jump? 89? Todd Gurley jumps over people. That's got to be a 99. Yeah. (laughs) When they're standing up in the air. That's insane. We had this list. We're going to go into a little free agency breakdown, move from Madden into a free agency breakdown. We had this list of current free agents who are available. I'm going to go through them, see what you think, agree or disagree. Jay Ajayi, free agent. I had him either with the Rams or the Giants. Could use him. You don't think that he could be a, a number one somewhere? I don't know. I, don't, I, I honestly don't think so. At this point, I don't know if there's any team in the NFL. I try to go through all of them. And say who is he gonna out? Who's he gonna compete against in training camp and win the job over? I mean, what about the Chiefs? You think he's better than Damian Williams? Yeah, I, if if anything, I think that's a good one too, and I think he'd the, be the one. The thing about the Chiefs is that they need a guy who's elusive, you know, who's shaky, who got that little, you know, that little juke to them and the speed. I don't know if a Jai has that. They need a guy who can catch the ball in the backfield. I don't know how great a Jai is at that either. I had tried to put him with even Detroit. What Detroit's about the Bears? I think the Bears could be one because the Bears lost um, Jordan Howard, right? And they got Tariq Cohen. But I think they drafted a young guy, a rookie, who they're trying to get in there. So maybe. I, I just don't know. I, I say the Giants because he could back up Barkley and the Rams because he could back up Gurley. Gurley with the knee injury. Now you got a guy who really you could put in there if you need him to start. Two games in a row. C.J. Anderson's gone. Yeah, he's not even there anymore. So I think Ajayi can be a starter for you. You need him to be. Or he could be that guy that just supplements in and gives. And then if Gurley's healthy, then Gurley could take over and do his thing. But I also think he fits in with the Giants because I think they need to taper back a little bit on how they're going to use Barkley. Yeah, they're not going to, but I agree. Right, I agree. Kelvin Benjamin. It was hard for me to find a spot for this guy. I said the Packers, but I can't come up with anybody else. How about the Patriots? I think the Patriots can be as well. I think the well, it depends, I guess, if Josh Gordon yeah. is going to come back over. Right there. now, it seems like he's going to be ready for Game One. Right. I just don't see a big. I mean, he's a big, lanky receiver, not he, athletic. 
I mean, not fast. It's your own fault. He never got in shape. Right. You can't be an NFL football player and not be in shape. That's not a thing. No. And then it's kind of like his attitude. He's not really fully there. Right. You can't be fat. Can't be a fat. You're a wide receiver. Big fat wide receiver. Can't be. And that's kind of lazy. And that's, you know, people in, in the NFL teams, you have to make yourself appealing. What do you do that I could put you out there and not put this other guy out there? Why am I starting you above him or giving you playing time above him? And with Kelvin Benjamin, I just don't see it, who it is. Because I think he's got to play with a veteran quarterback, quarterback who could dictate what he does and improve his skill and his, and his route running through film study and all of that, and I just don't know if he wants to do that. Who's was he on the Chiefs last year? Um, yeah, right for a little bit, I believe so. No, Buffalo. He was with Buffalo for a little bit, right? Yeah, he went but from Carolina to Buffalo to the Chiefs. I'm pretty, pretty sure he went to the Chiefs. Somewhere if you around. can't make it that in that offense, then no, no, you're gonna have a problem. Kevin Benjamin, man. Everybody catches touchdowns over there. I don't know. Eric Berry. The safety from the Chiefs, man. I just think he's got a lot still left in him. I got him either with the Cowboys, the Seahawks, or the Texans. Not the Browns? Or the Browns. Or the, the Browns. Browns could really use him. I agree. I don't know why they haven't pulled that trigger yet. The Browns. I got him with the Cowboys because the Cowboys point, you don't have get him for cheap, right? Yeah. That's, maybe that's what he doesn't want it for cheap. I just think he could play. I mean, imagine him with the Seahawks and what he could do over there. I think that could help him out with that playing in the back end of I that. I think that if they wanted to pay a, a safety, though, they would have paid Earl Thomas. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know if Earl wanted to be there as much as them wanted to pay Well, him. we know, and the answer was no. Exactly. <laughs> the Texans, I think you losing um, Tyron Matthew to the Chiefs, who the Texans got now. Yeah. Maybe Eric Barrett could fit in there. I think Eric Barrett could definitely help a team out. Big Big-time veteran. Des Bryant, I got him either the Saints, the Redskins, the Chargers, or the Packers. <laughs> I don't want to see him with the Packers or the Redskins. I got him in the booth. Yeah, you don't even right think ne- he's right, right next yeah. to Tony Romo. <laughs> Doesn't even play, you're saying. I don't working know. out hard, man. I've been watching the guy's Instagram, working out hard, looking good. Came back from the Achilles. Strong. It's a, it's a I think tough he, injury. It is a tough injury, but if he's already out there running routes, he's looking good. It's strong. He, you don't think he could go to, just say the Saints, and you think the Saints Drew do Brees that again? I don't they know. Did I, it last time, I just think it makes sense receiver-wise. They need more receivers. Why not get a veteran guy in there, a guy who's strong, a guy who could run those short routes just, for you? They, they, they did it last year. Didn't I, it just didn't. Out. It just didn't work out injury-wise though. But he was there and he was going to do it. I think the Redskins having Dwayne Haskins as the quarterback, or Case Keenum could use a veteran receiver there. In the receiving core, kind of giving the young guys, you know, a little help there. They got nobody over there now. I don't even know who they have. I'm not a Dwayne Haskins fan. Right. But you're crazy if you don't put him at a starting quarterback. I agree. Everybody wants to see him play. I totally agree. And I think the Redskins need to do that in order to win games. Put the young kid out there. He's big and strong. Give him that opportunity, but he needs a target. I think I like the Chargers, though. Chargers losing Terrell Williams. They got Keenan Allen. Who else that they got? I don't know. Des Bryant. I, they can't spend money, though. Philip Rivers, gunslinging to, Gordon to Des? $30 million. I know, but Des will come at the veterans' minimum. He has to know that. He has to play for a year, veterans' minimum. Is there a Him? veterans' minimum in football? Yeah, I believe it's like $5 million, something like that. 
it's right around there. But him, McKeenan Allen, given Philip Rivers will slings the ball 70 times a game. Des Bryant's going to get touches. Why not get touches from and, and listen, Philip Rivers don't care who you are. He's throwing the ball. If you're somewhat open, he's throwing it in that area, and I think that's going to help him. Even if you're not out. open. Also true. Maurice Claiborne. That's Cowboy Phil. That is Cowboy Phil. Maurice Claiborne, the, the corner. Another guy. Hard for me to find a place for him. Played <laughs> on a bunch of different teams, but I think the Rams could but use him. I, listen, any team could use a corner. There's 32 teams that could use Claiborne because anybody could use a veteran corner. I agree. And he could still play some nickel, I think, too. So that might help him out. I just think the Rams possibly could, ha- could use another guy over there with a couple of the injuries that have gone on in the last couple of years with Peters. They got Peters and Tlaib, and Tlaib. Though, right? Yeah, they've been kind of a little banged up. Why not get a little more help over there, veteran help? You don't got to play the guy a ton of you know, snaps. Michael Crabtree, still not signed. Crabtree go to the Cowboys, Falcons, Chiefs, Cardinals, or Chargers. I got a bunch of teams for Crabtree. He could, he could still be a, a top number two somewhere. I agree. What do you think about him with Atlanta, your team? Think Crabtree? I don't think he Matt fits Ryan? in because they have their core players. Okay. Uh, you know, Julio, obviously, and then Sanu and Calvin Ridley. I really like the way that trio is set up. Mm. They each specialize in a different thing. You know, so one isn't necessarily taking touches away from any other one. Would you rather have Sanu or Crabtree? Uh, if I wasn't a, a Falcons fan, I would say Crabtree. But right. just watching Sanu play for my team, it would be hard to be like, you know, he get does, rid of right, him right. for this guy, you know. And, and he but does it, show up. Yeah. But Crabtree, I think the thing with Atlanta is, and why I like him with Atlanta is, they somehow, for some reason, do not use Julio Jones in the red zone. Ridley is really not a red zone target yet. Crabtree is a red zone beast. And I think Matt Ryan having a guy like Crabtree, he had a guy like Tony Gonzalez who's a red zone beast. I think giving him that guy could really help them out. Yeah. Take some pressure off Julio. I would like to see them use their real red zone beast in Julio instead of just, like, getting another one. I agree. (laughs) But, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I also, I also put him with the Cardinals because I think the Cardinals need some receivers over there. Maybe a veteran guy could help those young receivers out, help Kyle Murray, uh, Kyle Murray out. I think that's a really good fit for him. Cardinals. Um, I had him with the Chargers too because I think he's a possession guy. I think, I think um, Phillip Rivers needs those like play 10, 15 yards down the field or the 5, 10 yard or the 5, 8 yard passes. I think he could really help the Chargers out as well. Pierre Garçon, another receiver. I got Garcon with the Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Jets, or the Saints. He's a he, to me, he's a really good number three. Right. You kind of need like somewhere so that, that has wouldn't like really a, with, a good core. Right. Fit with the Cardinals and the young core, he'd have to be the man over there. Yeah. Denver, tough for him. he'd have to be the man over there. Even the Jets, he'd kind of have to be the big dog over there, right? Yeah, but the Jets could use anybody that could catch a football. Correct. Also correct. The Chiefs, I think he could do well with Patrick Mahomes, Pierre Garçon. Yeah, that's a good spot for him. Um, and the Saints, I think he could do good over there as well because they need a receiver, and he has the history of being healthy. He's got really good hands, and he, he I think he can move the ball for them. Chris Ivory, the running back. I think, I think the Steelers oh. could use one of those guys too. Garçon or Crabtree? Yeah. I think so too. I think the Steelers are going to find out they need somebody else. Ooh, you heard that? 
Who was that? Can't tell you. Toot? <laughs> Tooted on the <laughs> podcast? Oh, I wonder if they heard that. Another toot. Not. Double toots. Um, I think the Steelers are going to find out midseason that they need another receiver. Well, you should be able to look at your team objectively and see now before the season starts that you need another receiver. Okay, so it's not they, bad to need another receiver. Well, training camp is going to come in. And Juju could still be your number one. 100%. If you get one of those guys. It's not like we're saying that you need a number one receiver. Oh, no, definitely. I agree. But what, which one of those guys would you like to see with them? Who do you think would be Garcon? Uh, who else was there? Uh, Crabtree, Des Bryant, and Kelvin Benjamin. And also on this list, I got Mike Wallace, which I, I'll tell you the guys who I think he'd be pretty good with. But Mike Wallace back in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I don't know. Pierre Garcon in Pittsburgh? I don't Pittsburgh? know if people go back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't think they do either. <laughs> I think once you leave, you're out. But I like Crabtree there. Crabtree with, with, with Pittsburgh? Yes. It's not bad. I, I like Garcon there as well for some reason. Chris Ivory, the running back. Where do you see him? I got him with the Bears. Yeah, that's so disrespectful. What? You type in Juju in Google, and he's not the first <laughs> thing that comes up. <laughs> what came up there? Juju Castinda. <laughs> Television actress. Get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a crazy stat about Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, something like 1,000 yards, most 1,000-yard seasons before the age of 23. I think Juju has a well, – not seasons. It can't be seasons. 1,000 yards. Is it 1,000 yards? It's something crazy. He's got a – or maybe games, like 100-yard receiving games. Maybe that's it. He got the third or the most – 100-yard receiving games before the age of 23. Wow. Julio Jones is two. Odell Beckham is three. Something like that I've seen. See, this guy, I mean, he had a huge season last year, Juju. Definitely. And it's only, he's only getting better. 1,400 yards, 111 receptions, seven touchdowns. People only remember that drop, but. Right, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Um, Chris Ivory, the running back. Does he have a spot in the NFL anymore? It's really hard for running Bounced backs around, like him. Bounce around a lot. But he could, he could like, take notes from C.J. Anderson and, like, hold out until you see a team that's going to be making a playoff push and then sign with them. I guess so. That could be. Or wait for an injury and then say, okay, I could yeah. jump up in there and see what happens. And uh, Donald Penn was the last one, the lineman. I had him with the Giants because the Giants could use all the linemen. Yeah. In Arizona. The, Arizona. Maybe Cleveland. The Browns, yeah. Possibly. Um, Want to get into this real quick. Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota all do, possibly, well, all do before a contract at the end of this year. Which one of those guys would you pay above the rest? Dak, Winston, or Mariota? Dak. Right? Got to be. Yeah. What, is, what do they do with Winston? He's going to want money. I mean, it depends on his year how it turns out. He can't want money. You got to look at yourself and be like, I can't ask for. <laughs> I haven't done a thing. A hundred million dollars because <laughs> they take me out every other game. Yeah. I, I don't even really play the whole year. I haven't done a hundred million dollars. I have more picks than work. touchdowns. Jameis Winston. He got to worry about proving himself and not worried about a contract. Rich is, well, I agree. And Marcus Mariota, I think, is in a little bit of a rough position because he doesn't have the weapons there he needs. And now they got Tannehill behind him. If he messes up a little bit, this guy's going into his contract year with 
a backup quarterback who could be a legit starter in the NFL. He, yes, but the thing that Mariota has going for him is the whole the the fans and I believe I personally believe the front office want Mariota over Tannehill. I agree with you. So all he has to do is what he does, and he's going to be fine. And he'll end up with a big contract, I think. You think Mariota does? Yeah. The only thing he has to worry about is his, he's, he gets injured a lot. You right, know? Right. But I think that if he stays healthy, they're going to pay him. And I think him after Dak is the guy who you should pay. Because I really think Mariota, he's been to the playoffs a couple times. He's a, he really gets, he, he competes all the time. He has it, what it takes to be a really good quarterback. I agree. I totally agree. If we were having this conversation not last year or the year before, we would be saying to pay him the same as Dak. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at Winning it, a playoff game, throwing it to himself. I mean, he never really <laughs> had, like, <laughs> dominant people around him. No, not at all. Know? Not at all. But I think he's held it down enough where he does deserve to get paid after this year. And I think he does, too. I'm just hoping Dak gets his. But I hope Dak also understands, like we've talked previously before, that he needs to show, continue to show up, continue to do his thing, but take Dak's the money. Dak's in a really, really tough spot. Yeah. Because Zeke's more and more is coming out that Zeke's going to hold out in training camp. And now what do you do? The, the, the thing is, is that really, essentially, the Cowboys picked up his fifth-year option, Zeke. They could franchise him twice. So they hold the cards. Yeah, and, but he's going to hold out. But Zeke also holds the cards in the sense of, like, I'm the man. I make this train go. Without me, you, you don't have nothing. Let's say he, d- he does what Le'Veon Bell does and doesn't play. Right. The, the Cowboys are in a worse spot than the Steelers are in. Definitely. Without Bell. Definitely. One, because they don't have a guy like Connor behind them. But two, is that that's what they're built around. They're built around the run. They run the ball 30 times. Yeah. They need that. And this is the year where the Cowboys, this is where the Cowboys can compete. So who do you pay? Say Zeke says, listen, I'm not playing until I get a long-term deal. I'm not playing. Forget training camp. I'm not playing. Who I do think, you pay? I think what you have to do is you have to say, okay, we pay, we pay Zeke, um, but we also pay Dak, but we have to let Dak know that he has got to play this year out and then we're going to pay him or we got to we'll give him in the range of 25 to 28 million, not 30. I because don't think we they, have to pay Zeke. Yeah, I don't know if they could give him 28 and pay Zeke what he wants. They, the thing about it is the Cowboys have enough money to pay everybody but and they'll pay the tax. Yeah, they'll, 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 they can go over the salary cap. They don't care. If this is, is there a salary cap in football? I believe that football salary cap is really bad. Is it? Like, people don't go over. It's not like baseball where right. you just pay the, pay the fine. Because well, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like detrimental if you have to pay that. They're, they're going to figure. I heard the other day, I don't know, I think it was Keyshawn Johnson said, the Cowboys pay people real money. And I was like, what does that mean? And everybody else is giving out the dollar bills, the greens. But what he's saying is, is that other teams, you'll see the contract, but really that's not what the guys are getting. It's like built-in incentives, and it's like, yes, he's getting paid. Thir- it says thirty I, million, but I really he's why. getting paid, you know, less than that. It's just they make it look. The Cowboys, whatever they're giving you, you're getting all that. That might have been true when Keyshawn was playing, but right. big-time players now all get guaranteed money. Well, that's the thing, and I think that's what. Zeke and Dak are going to want even more. Dak is going to want 
And here's the other part that I get a little crazy with is like, I get it. I get when a quarterback or a running back or a defensive player signs a big deal. And then you have a guy that's coming up behind him. They're expecting, well, he got this amount of money. I need to get the same thing or more. Like he set the market, now I have to go higher than that. And I put my team in a bad spot. Why is that a thing? Why because why um, Carson Wentz is getting, just say, $30 million, right, like per year? Why is... Why, why do you have to go to that or above that if you're the Cowboys or, more importantly, if you're Dak? Why aren't you looking at the team? Each team should be looked at individually. Okay, the Philly could do that because they don't have anybody else coming up. They can give him that money. It just worked out at that time where they did. We, as the Cowboys, took the chance on drafting two guys who were really good. Turned out great for us. We brought a receiver over who's going to cost money. We got young guys coming up in the, in the next couple years who are going to have to get paid. It's a situation is different. It needs to be looked at differently. That's easy to say when it's not your money. I get it, but it is money. You're getting paid. And Dak is in Dak's situation. He's in Dallas. He's going to get his money. He's the Cowboys quarterback. He's going to make his money somewhere. Tom Brady does it. Tom Brady takes a contract that looks like doo-doo, but he makes his money other, in other places through endorsements and other areas of his life. It, it needs to be looked at differently depending on the situation. Situationally, if I'm able to give you the money, they would pay Dak. They're not able to because they have Zeke and because they have Amari and because they have Jalen Smith after that. Who, the, the Eagles have everybody locked up. It just so happened that they're okay. They can give him that money. So give it to him. But other teams, like Gurley, okay, they gave him the money. Now what? Now Zeke is expecting the same amount as Gurley's getting, right? You he's going to want more. $14 million a year he's going to want per year. He's going to want more. So how you're telling me then as a player you're okay with taking the most amount of money you can get if, even if that hurts the team you're with? I think most people, yes. And, and, here's and that's why the outliers, when, when – players take pay cuts or or do stuff like that i think it's so special because that's that's money that's how they feed their family you know and you never know how how long you're going to be playing especially football you never know how many of those contracts you're going to have that that whatever 30 million dollars that you sign that might have to last you the rest of your life and i understand that and it, it, it might be a big difference 30 or 35 if if that's your last contract, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I can see it both ways, I guess. I could too. I just think that if you're expecting that amount of money, then what you're doing is, like I said, putting your team in a bad position, which then they're going to – it's just like, okay, so you signed the big deal. Your team is in a rough spot. Now we can't sign – our quarterback, and we can't sign possibly our receiver, our team starts taking losses. So you get your good money year one, and then after year two, they're coming back in, or year three, you're coming back in like, all right, got to restructure your deal. Then the restructuring starts, and they start restructuring this guy's deals because losses are coming and controversy is coming, and the player isn't getting his anymore because the team around him isn't the team anymore, and he isn't, and they ain't playing as well. So I feel like it, it's going to hurt you at some point. If you take the big money and your team suffers, it's going to hurt your performance because you're not going to have the guys there to help you get 
yours. When if you take a little less, I'm not saying a ton less, a little less, especially in this situation, you're going to help your team out more. And then everyone gets paid. And everyone wins. And everyone keeps their money. Yeah, I just think that's fine if you're looking at it from a football perspective. But I think, like, say that's your what contract you to sign. What would you do? If you, you, have if to, you were you, Dak Prescott, what would you do? You have to look at – you have to – take your family into consideration first you know at the end of the day football second definitely you know definitely how do you come back to like your wife and be like i told them that i'll take five million dollars less because i want the team to do better i think that's something that your family has to come back and be like yeah i'm proud of you (laughs) as a cowboys fan that's an easy thing to say we're getting 12 million already I'm not I, saying, and I, I know that's easy to look at it that way because you're looking at it like those contracts are going to come year after year. No, but not you year don't year, know but that. Even if you get, even if he gets his guaranteed money, his guaranteed whatever, guarantee you. As soon as you sign the line, you get forty million, guaranteed. If Here's you, your money. If you live like a forty million dollar heir, though, that money's gone at the end of that contract. <laughs> you can't be living silly though. That, these guys got to take this seriously. If they're taking it as seriously as, like, you can get injured and this could be my last deal, let me get my money, then they have to consider what they're doing in when they're making this deal, saying, you know what, like, I got to get my money and I got to be smart about my money because this could be the last contract I get because I could get injured. So, yeah, okay, get your I money. That's fine. I agree. But it, there's got to come a point where it's like, okay, well, I got to be better than the next guy. Like all the quarterbacks. It always happens with the quarterbacks. One quarterback gets paid. Next well, quarterback I gets paid more. Then get paid more. Then get paid more. Like, I've kind of been shying stop? away from that, but I think that that's a big part of it too. What? Like if you take – if Dak takes a lesser contract than Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. then to him that means like, oh, so I'm not as good as him. No, it's not it at all. I know, but I think that that happens a lot. I agree. But there's also got to even be a standard, like we talked about a couple episodes ago. Is like, what do you, you have to start accomplishing some things in order to get the big money? I don't I think mean, yeah, that Carson Wentz should have got the money. That's been my point all, all along, right? And we talked about that, yeah. and you were significantly, you know, uh, you know, big on that point. Yeah, and I still am. Is this guy shouldn't have got that money, Wentz? Yeah. W- what did he do? And they didn't need to give it to him yet. Right. They had him locked. Where are you doing? What are you doing? So you're throwing everybody off. Okay, it's a good tactic maybe. Now you're getting your rival to have to figure out what they're going to do. <laughs> hey, that might have been brilliant. But you're still paying your guy a lot yeah, of money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he hasn't accomplished anything either. There's some guys that accomplish some things. Listen, it's like work, right? There's, some guy, there's better workers in your company and than other workers. It's just the reality. And I it. don't care what you say. If – if you take two quarterbacks and one's playing for a contract and one already has $100 million in the bank, mm-hmm. they're not going to be playing the same. Right. Even if it's a little bit different, it's different. Yeah, 100%. If Carson Wentz has a, has a sore knee, mm-hmm. but he needs this year to get $100 million, he's playing through it. Yeah. If he already has $100 million, he's going to sit out four games. Right. It just makes a difference. Yeah, it makes a big difference. I got paid. I already got the money. You're just getting to the point where you get paid. You see it in, in the, with the franchise tags. Guys get tagged, or they're in their final year of their deal. They miraculously Kill play it. at the top of the level again. And next year they stink. And it's like, okay, well, got my money. I could j- and it's not like you're purposely doing it, but you're just no, it's subconscious. You're tailing off a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're just relaxing a little bit in some games. You're happy. You're not comfortable. Not pushing it every game. Right. You become comfortable. So I think that's even another point. Keep these guys a little hungry. 
Right? Go home and t- let your wife or your girl or your friend or whoever tell you, like, yo, bro, you already took a little less so your team is better. Don't start slacking just because you got this money in there. There has to be some type of give or take of these guys and these owners and whatever it may be in paying a little less but giving them finding the right number and making them happy and compensating them and securing their families, but also the team being able to flourish. Last question of the podcast. Ben Simmons gets a $170 million extension. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For a guy who averaged 16 points last year, eight rebounds and seven assists. They had till October to finalize this extension, but they did it now. They're paying Embiid $150 million. They're paying Tobias Harris $180 million. They're paying Al Horford $109 million, and now they just extended this guy $170. They're giving out money over there. I don't know. Philly's, Philly's getting money. Somehow, someway, they're handing it out. Do you think that they should have gave Ben Simmons this money? I mean, he's their guy, right? What does that mean? He's their point guard. That doesn't mean a thing to me. I'm if trying you to find a, this stat. If you get a $170 million extension, you have to be averaging 25-plus points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. His rebounds and assists are great, I absolutely think, great. I think he has the most rebounds and, and assists through his first whatever seasons, two seasons since Oscar Robinson. That's fine. I'm pretty sure that that was the stat. But is that what that team needs and justifies him getting paid all that money? Rebounds and assists. But that's the market value for him, right? See, this is what I'm saying again. So that is now, the market value so, for him. So now the market told you that you got to pay this guy $170 million, But you don't get him in the office and say, listen. You can't shoot a lick, <laughs> okay? You can't shoot a lick, bro. We lost J.J. Redick. We lost Jimmy Butler. We got old Al Horford. We got Embiid, who can't play two games in a row. We gave Tobias Harris $180 million to shoot threes. Because you can't. Because you can't. <laughs> I can't give you, you know what I'm saying? Like, wait till October for the extension. Get your shot better. Show me. That you, that you deserve this money. He's being paid like a maximum player, like a Steph Curry, like a Dame Lillard, like a LeBron James, like a Kevin Durant, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. He's not that type guy. No, I think that comes back to the point that I was making with Carson Wentz where it's I don't understand why they're getting – I'm fine with him getting that money. I don't see why he's getting it that early. Right. They're, they're paying him for what they think he's going to do instead of what he's done. And it hasn't shown that he's going to improve. He hasn't improved shooting-wise. He's always been a good rebounder. He's always been a good passer. The area where you need him to improve, he hasn't. I don't know if they even look at it like that. I think they're fine with what he does. I guess. So that justifies that guy getting paid a lot of money? What's $170 million over five years? About per year. Do we have any idea where that's in, in that range? Is that like fifteen? Is that like twenty million a year? Hundred and seventy. Hundred and seventy. That's the extension. Million. Just that say over five years. Divided by what's five times twelve? Yeesh. All right. So let's do that first. People hate us right now. These guys let's have a podcast. Do, can't do math. Let's do five 
times 12 equals, so 60. You got to remember that. 60, got it. This is going to prove my point. That's what this million is. Million divided by 60 equals 2 million. Oh, no, I did no, that completely wrong. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Bear with us here. Rich <laughs> is a little bit better at math. We don't got our math guy here. Wait, divided by 60, right? I would think so. The thing about Ben Simmons is whatever this is going to equal is going to be too much money. Way too much money. Oh, that's a month. Right. I have to just divide it by five. Yeah, yeah Why divide by five. That? I was telling you, 170 <laughs> divided by five. I don't know what 60 is and two and three. And 34 million. 34 million per year. Come on. <laughs> no. No way. You're overpaying guys. You're overpaying players who don't have a maximum skill set. It's hard you pay for me to $30 million dollars to a guy who's got a maximum skill set. Here's the thing. Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. Those guys deserve that money. I'm going to throw a name in here, and I know it's going to get you upset, but I'm doing it on purpose. Okay. Okay? Yeah. If Lamar Jackson right now was due for a contract, because players of his age and position are making $100 million guaranteed, Yeah. That's the contract that he would sign. But that's where I'm saying is a problem. <laughs> so he, because th- you- I, I think he is the Ben Simmons of, of the NFL. <laughs> I said it the other day when we were at the pool with Kenny. Shout out to my man KD Blacks and Rich and me and you and my dad. I was saying Ben Simmons and is Lamar Jackson. Ben Simmons is the Lamar of the Jackson NBA. of football. Yeah, of, of the NBA. The same, the same guy. You're, you're going to eventually pay a guy. You're I a point guard not. and you can't shoot. Point You're a quarterback guard and you can't throw? Exactly. I mean, I like it. I see the comparison. Oh, my gosh. I think But the other it. part is, like, you're at an elite position, and you need to be elite, or you don't get paid. One of the two. Like an elite player. You need to be an elite player. But that, that's not how they, they're doing it right I now. know. I know they're, they're not. They're just giving everybody. No, that's crazy. That's somebody. Yeah. The max. There's no good. There's no good. The, the, Lamar, Jackson, Lamar Jackson will not get the max. Because I mean, how much? What was the contract that KD signed? I, I, I bet know. you it's very close to $34 million a year. I'm sure it is. I mean, like, just about the same. I'm sure it is. I'm, I know sure, th- I, I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons are getting paid the same amount of money. I don't know. I, if, they, if they are, that's a humongous <laughs> problem. Humongous problem. Because he's not the player that those guys are. But he's probably right around there. And that's crazy. And Ben Simmons, I'm sorry if, if you hear this. I wish you did. I, I mean, hope you do. wasn't uh, Kawhi's contract 190? Maybe it's less year. I think it was 109. It was less years. But he's right around. They're get, all those guys are basically getting paid about like $30 million, yeah. million dollars Between a year. Between 30 and $35 million per year, those top-level guys. And, and Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons is one of those guys. He's not one Tobias of those guys. Tobias Harris. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tobias Harris more. Seems like more. I don't know. I don't know what his years are, but he's right around there too. Oh my gosh. Respect the chat. Episode sixty-five. We missed you, Rich. It's not the same without you. And hopefully next week you guys don't trash talk me if you do the episode before I get back from Pittsburgh. Shout out to Pittsburgh. Shout out to Ryan and all the homies out there. Respect the chat. Episode sixty-five. Which, by the way is the Mariano Rivera episode. Yeah. Quickly give that stat. Okay. Mariano Rivera, I mean, probably the best closer in Major League Baseball history, got elected into the Hall of Fame. I'm going to say best player. 
best player first in unanimously history? first unanimous player ever selected into the Hall of Fame until Derek Jeter gets to that point. Yeah, because he'll be he just happens to be before Jeter or be Jeter. I, the thing about giving it to a closer is he's got one job. Yeah, and I get it. it. That's so fine. Good. He did. He. Did. I mean, ridiculously. Good. Okay, so more people have walked on the moon, mm. swam across Lake Erie, mm. attempted to to escape from Alcatraz, and signed the U.S. Constitution, than have scored on Mariano Rivera in the postseason. Episode sixty-five. <laughs> we out.